What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Super Gamer Boys. I'm your host, Colonel and Dad Garrett Morling, and here in the virtual studio with me is, <clears throat> let me get this right, the king of video games and resident power washer extraordinaire, Adrian Holmes. What's up, Adrian? Good, good evening, old chap. How are you this evening? Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Yeah, we got a little bit of a late start tonight, but you know what? It's all good. We're here now. and uh, We're here. We made yeah, it. We made it. We made it. And uh, I think uh, we got a good show. We, we had some little uh, little switch up here with uh, some of the, sh- the stories we're going to talk about. Uh, we got a lot of good listener questions. Uh, but how about you? How's your week been? It's been... For me, it's been a busy week, so I was, I'm just curious. Like, how, how's your week been? Do you have a good weekend, good restful weekend? Or yeah, I had a, I had a pretty good weekend. Um, kept it pretty low key. Um, I've been. We'll talk about it later and what you're playing. Um, but I've kind of been going through the older uh, Final Fantasy games. You know, Ooh. just playing through those. If you've seen in our our Discord, uh, the last few that I've put in there have been those older Final Fantasy games. Uh, I don't know. Just I felt like going through them in order, just to see how much the series has evolved, you know. And boy, has it! <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I I'm trying to think if I've ever because there's like I, I mean this I've already talked about a bunch of times on the show that like hey like I have not <laughs> really played any of the Final Fantasy games. Um. But I'm trying to like, I mean, some games I say I've never played them, but like maybe I played like a demo or I played like a couple minutes, but I, I don't count that as playing it. So I'm trying to think though, like of those earlier ones, if like there's ever been a time where like even for like five minutes, I fired one up on an emulator. I don't think so. Cause uh, yeah, there was a, uh, one, the one that you posted on the, on the, the, the backlog challenge that you finished. I was like, oh mm-hmm. wow, I don't even know if I've ever even like, I wouldn't even know what it, if it would look like if I was to like I'd have to like YouTube it, you so, know, look up some pictures and stuff. Like <laughs> that, that's Super Nintendo, right? Uh, those are the pixel remasters, actually. The ones right, that came out recently. Okay, okay, but they were originally uh, Super Nintendo, right? That was kind so, of... um, one, two, and three are NES, and then four up, I believe, are Super Nintendo. Hmm. Four up okay. until seven. Okay. If I'm not mistaken, um, I actually have never finished one through one through three. Um, oh, so just is this never your first had run? access to them. Yeah, I've played them before, but I've never gotten all the way to the end and, and cleared them. So, okay, this is new for me. That's awesome. Four and up, yeah, but yeah, one through three. I don't know, just because they're like the original trilogy, they were like hard for me to get to. But yeah. with the pixel remasters, it was the perfect opportunity to finally jump into it. Yeah, not easily accessible, but cool. Well, can't wait to hear you talk about it later on the show there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I had a busy weekend. I like, uh, I, I've mentioned before on the show, I, I run sound for, uh, for the church I go to. And this, uh, we had like full band this weekend. Like a lot of times it's just like, all right, one person, I, you know, up there with an acoustic guitar, that's it. This time it was like, bass and drums and piano and a couple of few vocalists and all this stuff let me tell you like it's so much fun i love mixing <laughs> audio like running live sound is like already fun enough but then when it's like all right i gotta like make all this sound good you gotta be able to hear everything going on you don't want it to just be a muddy mess that's got to be like one of the most fun things i don't know for me it is like it's just this act putting it this, together this active mixing too like throughout the song it's not like 
you know, just, oh, set it and forget it. It's like, oh, no, like the whole time, just tweaking. And that guy's a little loud. Let me turn that down. Yeah, yeah. This EQ and stuff. Like, oh, shoot. God, I got to, like, like, literally during this service, I was like, oh, shoot. Like, I don't know, something happened. Like, the drums was sort of, like, sounded wonky. I'm like, it sounds so good in practice. I don't know. Once you get a bunch of bodies in a, <laughs> what in a room, it changes the sound of things. I'm like, all right. Yep. Man, I don't know. That's just so fun to me doing, doing live live audio like mixing and stuff like that. Well, so good. I'm fun. glad you. So. I'm glad you're able to do the things that you like to do, yeah. and they are fulfilling. Yeah, yeah. Um, but also, like, it's one of those things. Like, I come home and I'm like, I'm so tired. Like, it's so exhausted. <laughs> it was not a restful weekend. It's mentally, it's like busy. mentally taxing. It's not um, physically taxing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, cool. Well, let's get on here. We got lots to talk about today. So, um, today we are going to be talking about Baldur's Gate setting a new standard. Uh, in gaming, apparently. Uh, question play- mark? Question mark. PlayStation's secret game delays and Red Dead Redemption re-release causing a stir online. But first, let's give a quick shout out to our Patreon producers, Bumple Smash, Eddie Martin, and Kajoma01, and our super gamer sponsors, Julie Bates and Mama Mare. If you want to be awesome, just like those folks, head over to patreon.com slash supergamerboys where you can support us starting at just $1 a month. That's right, $1, and you get episodes early and ad-free, such as this show, uh, as well as our Patreon-exclusive show, Super Later Boys. Episode 2 is up right now. Uh, at the end of this month, it'll be episode 3. It's uh, our, our monthly show. Uh, so, yeah, stay tuned for that. Uh, looking forward to it. Um, uh, we haven't really, uh, yeah, we haven't planned out the next one, but we'll to talk about it see you know if we can find some good questions good topics and who knows like the, the whole goal of it is also to have like some fun guests on there so yeah me and adrian gotta sit down we and should figure probably out, get like, on oh, that that's, that's, uh, that's, i mean that's the fun thing about it too is like because it's so low-key like it doesn't really require too much planning like the, the biggest thing is probably scheduling a guest but even then it's like all right do you have do you have an hour one day to just come and talk about anything like just talk. right you don't have like, to have played any games you yeah, don't have no. to no just per- come and hang out. No prerequisites. It's just like show up and chill. We we have to we have to disguise people asking people to just hang out with us as a podcast. <laughs> hey, uh, it's the only way we can make with friends. Us, please, can we want to record a podcast? <laughs> oh man. Uh, but uh, also, uh, Super Gamer Book Club, uh, which was the previous Patreon show, uh, come out, you know, would come out two months later for free for everyone. Well, the very last episode is up for free uh, of season two, uh, Super Metroid featuring Nintendo Cartridge Society. So make sure to go check that out. It's over on YouTube.com slash Super Gamer Boys. Uh, and uh, on all podcast apps, just search for Super Gamer Book Club to find that whole catalog. Um, we'll talk more about our Patreon later on the show. Uh, but right now I do want to give a shout out to Jack Sriracha and Yate for allowing us to use our music on our show. Uh, last couple of weeks we've been, uh, you know, using DJ true, some of his tunes, but like I said, we're going to kind of swing back and forth every few weeks. So got some Jack Sriracha and Yate, uh, soothing us, uh, nice, nice, soothing, calm, chill music in the background. So enjoy that. Um, and if you are, you can check them out on Apple music and Spotify links will be in the show description uh, for you to find them there. Um, all right. I believe it's now time to check the mailbag. And from what I understand, uh, you've been, you've been working your fingers and you did some upgrades to super gamer bot. I did. That's what I've been doing over the weekend. I have been, uh, taking wrench and uh screwdriver to super gamer bot and um let's just say uh they're uh feeling pretty good right now let me go ahead and uh, start them on up here give me just a second all right all right 
Uh, let's see. Oh, no. Can you do it on your end? For some reason, it's... Oh, let me see. Let me... Let My me control kick. pad's down. <laughs> let me let, let me kick it a couple times and see if it, if it... Hang on. Ugh. Ah, there we go. There we go. Okay. That did it. That did it. Ooh. All right, booting up. Hello, fellas. It's me, the real super gamer bot. Here's some questions. Yeah? Huh? Come <laughs> okay. on. Come on. Okay. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah. I like it. I like it. It was fun. We finally fun. fixed that voice module. Now it doesn't sound like Snake anymore or Gladys. Now it's, you know, that's that's the actual voice files. I had to dig deep for those. Solid gamer bot. I don't know. I kind of <laughs> like the ring of that, but that's fine. That's fine. It's um, not like Bumblebee anymore where it's like using the radio to <laughs> yes. talk. Oh, that would be awesome, though. Not going to lie. <laughs> That'd be a big update. All right. Uh, <laughs> Um, cool. Thanks, uh, Super Gamer Bot, uh, for reading these questions off for us. Um, can you give us the first one, Super Gamer Bot, uh, that I believe is from Sweats, if I remember right? If you could be the best in the world at the game forever, which would it be and why? Okay. Mm. Okay. Best at, in the world at one game. What would it be? Um, is there anything that comes to your mind? I, I mean, I, let me just guess. Here, here's what I think your answer is. Overwatch 2. That's the one. That's it. Yeah, no. you nailed it. You nailed it. I, <laughs> I want to be the the lowest rated game on Metacritic. <laughs> Isn't I that want what it is? the uh, on uh, on Steam. Mm. It's the lowest rated game ever on Steam. That's what. I want. Uh, yeah, I want to be the I want to the Overwatch League scared of me because I'm so good at Overwatch 2. <laughs> no, I think I don't know if I want to be the best in the because I feel like nobody would want to play with you. If they if everybody knows that you're the best, I mean, there's always going to be that one guy who's like, no, he can't be the best. I can beat him. Yeah, Let yeah, me yeah. try to step up. But <laughs> if I know it's no contest. Uh, I think Super Smash Brothers. I know it's an easy. It's an easy answer, but that. Yeah, um, I'd love to be I, able I mean, to be I like, like, I like that answer. I like it because that's also like would be just to go to parties and just like trash yeah people. just to be yeah. like uh i don't know i haven't really played that much i haven't played in a year or a couple years or so and then you get the sticks out and just start causing massive damage yeah boy i'd love that um that's a good one that's a good one that's a really good one uh i think for me so i'm thinking purely in terms like if i'm gonna be good at get game mm -hmm. i need to be i need to make it worth my while right like what's the point of being in a game like I, I don't know. I don't Worth care. Wow, are you? Is this the game you're gonna try to gamble on? So I mean, not necessarily gamble, but I'm thinking like this is this is how this is a game. I don't necessarily. Uh, oh shoot! Hang on, let me think about this. This is hard. This is harder. <laughs> this is harder. Yeah. Okay, I have two answers. I have two answers, and but okay. both for the both for the same reason. But the only reason I'm hesitating because I don't know. <laughs> And this is my reasoning. I don't know which one is going to make me more money. I need. I haven't done an. I. It's always I, for profit. I, I, I haven't. I haven't done extensive research, but my first thought. My. I was originally going to say Fortnite because I know like the tournaments like they give out oh. crazy money. I. I do not like. I, I shouldn't say hate. I do not like Fortnite. It's not my favorite game. But if it's going to make me tons of money, I would love to be just freaking incredible at Fortnite. Or the other one that I just that popped in my head, I'm like, oh shoot, like League of Legends, like the world's championship, they give away like a bit. Granted, it gets split amongst your team, but like the cash prize see, is pretty, see. pretty big. But well, Fortnite though, like, is it just like if you do singles, like, 
dude. <laughs> like, if you're the best in the cash. world, though, you can play by yourself and wipe a team. And then That's you true. get all the money. <laughs> just League of Legends. It's like 1v5. Yeah. <laughs> just like You got destroying. like three different mice and keyboards up there and you're just going <laughs> to work on each one. Oh, man. Uh, I think if it, I had to pick like a game um, that was more for fun that I was really good at, it would probably be Smash Brothers, like you said. Or even like, I really enjoy Valorant. I suck at it. But Valorant's a lot of fun as well. I just am really bad. So like that, that, that would be fun. I have never... Valorant has never appealed to me. It it seems so sweaty. I don't know. It's something about it. I, I it can it, it can get that way, but I don't know. I playing playing with some friends. Uh, it, it usually starts out fun. It then eventually gets real sweaty, but it starts out <laughs> with good intentions. I just feel like the the community for that <laughs> game is just nothing but people who like. <laughs> this game is not fun. We are trying to win. <laughs> we are here to destroy. Oh man uh cool yeah i i i think i think i'd have to if i'm gonna be talented at something like let's let's work it to make some money off of it so granted i know they have like smash brothers tournaments or they used to they still do it wasn't there a big kerfuffle like this last year where yeah got shut um down? there was supposed to be one a, a, a tournament organizer that actually is working was working directly with nintendo to set up a smash brothers tournament and then okay. something happened Oh yeah, where they, uh, they they ghosted him and then ended up going with someone else, right? And then like, or something like that, like a cease and, and desist. Then they sent him a letter like, "Hey, stop doing this, or we're gonna sue right. you." Right? Like, something what? Like we, we were working together. It what was happened? yeah, it was a weird <laughs> Nintendo yeah. thing. Sometimes, so yeah. But yeah, and then we haven't heard anything about a Smash Brothers tournament since, which Nothing. is also odd because you would think Nintendo would put on their own. Why were they working with another tournament organizer? You're right. Nintendo. Yeah. Do it yourself. Just set it up yourself. Just do it yourself. Granted, if their online service as it is on the Switch, like we were talking about last week, is anything to, you know. <laughs> well, tournaments, to. Tur- the tournaments are normally in person, so we don't have to worry about any Wi-Fi or anything like That's that. That's true. That's true. But I'm just saying that they can, they can, I'm sure they have places that they can rent out for a few days, like a convention center or something, or set up in a tournament there. I don't. Right that's just it's weird because you made the game you know people do this with the game yeah you have enough money to set up a pot for the tournament so why not i I don't i don't know i don't know i don't run a company not me uh yeah they do they do so many you know maybe get you a lot of goodwill with the smash community who is not very fond of nintendo actually but oh really not my company yeah uh, all right, this next question uh, comes from Alchizo. Super Gamer Buddy, mind reading that one off for us? In your experience, what factors make a game great? Ooh, what makes a game mm. great? Okay. Okay. Oh. A lot of things. <laughs> D- depends on the day. <laughs> Man. It also depends on what I'm looking for, I think. Yeah. Like if I'm looking for a story game, I want really good writing. Not necessarily, yeah. I'm not necessarily as focused on the interactivity of it. Although sometimes the interactivity can help the storytelling. So yeah. it could be a marriage of the two. I don't know. What would you say would be just generic game A for it to be good, right? What were you what would you uh, So <laughs> this is 
uh, well, generic game A, it would just, for me, like in general, it's probably like the story. Like stuff has a really good story. Like that's common denominator for me. It's like some multiplayer games hit very rarely though. Like it takes a lot and it takes like playing with the right people, like the mm -hmm. right friends be like, hey, play with us. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this game's incredible. Like this is so good. Uh, I think though, <laughs> this is going to sound really funny, but honestly, uh, maybe it won't sound funny. I don't know. I'm just saying, like, it depends on how I, it depends. It depends on how I word it. I was initially going to say a game that can make me cry is what makes a game great. But then it's like, well, not every game makes me cry. But some, but sort of boil it down. Something that makes me feel like an, if there's an emotional story to it, whether it is like, oh my gosh, like this is like, whatever, sad or exciting mm -hmm. or tense or like, yeah, that like, game has a really good like emotional hook. Um, those games tend to do really, really good for me. Uh, I don't know. A lot of times, cause it could be like the best story in the world, but if there's like nothing to like, really like grab me, like emotionally, um, I'm like, okay, yeah, that was, that was a good story, I guess, but it's kind of whatever, like easily forgettable for me where like, I don't know, like the main reason, like I love, you know, I always rave about Death Stranding and stuff like that. <laughs> like, like you get to the end of that and it's like, oh my gosh, like just, I, I mean that's a game i literally cried at the end of it like, like going through some of those cutscenes and getting the breakdown on on what's what's the deal with cliff uh getting mm -hmm. into the whole uh uh, uh why can't i think of his name die hardman uh like his his story and like everything he did and like oh my gosh like so so much emotion in that story um and i mean it's the case with so many games that so it kind of like surprised me too like there's been games and i'm like i don't know if i like this or like something that you recommend i'm like oh okay interesting i i maybe i'll like it and then i play through i'm like oh man. like chrono trigger i never played chrono trigger and when we played that and i you get to the end and i guess spoilers like <laughs> for a 30 20 almost 30 year old game yeah uh like when when chrono dies i'm like what <laughs> what he's the, but you know like he's the main character he's the guy he, like i'm in control of the whole game dun, you can't dun, kill him dun. like that oh man like that just gutted me like stuff like that I'm like oh this game's so good <laughs> like games <laughs> that just like basically rip your guts out like that's that's like that's what it what it is for me like this emotionally just break me down or just like surprise you in some way where like no matter the emotion like yeah that's that's where it's at for me i think i think for me it's it's a mixture i think when you're when you can tell a story through gameplay like you set up the main story of course but then you're able to tell the story with the gameplay intertwined i think that's when a game is truly like it's firing on all cylinders for me because if you have really good gameplay and you have something that you want to say or you want to convey some, some some sort of message or lesson and you're able to do it um i'm trying to think of one right off the top of my head um i mean i would say maybe maybe journey i think is a really mm -hmm. good one okay because you're going through your pilgrimage but at the same time you're you are actually the player doing it instead of it being told to you because they could have easily said, this is what happens to the travelers in journey when they go on their path. And now you must go on yours. They don't do that. They just have you as the traveler go and you experience what that, that pilgrimage is. Um, so when a game works like that, I think it's, it's, it's 
especially difficult for a developer to pull off. So when it does happen and it is really well done, I definitely take notice of that. And I think that pushes the game up to that next level for me. Okay. Okay. Journey is actually one of those games I had started back when I first got my PS3 because everyone raved about it and I never finished it. <laughs> that was a mistake. I feel like, you gotta go back. I, I feel like I missed out big time because everyone has talked about how amazing it was and I got it. There's like, still time. I, it was yeah, a free, like it was right when I bought my PS3. Is they gave, were given away for free on PlayStation Plus. You know, it was one of the free games that month, and I picked it up, and I was like, "Oh man, like this is kind of neat. This is cool." And then like, I it was a brand new PS3 to me, so I had like so many other games I wanted to try. I was just like, "Ooh, shiny, ooh, shiny," and I just like <laughs> never went back. Um, but man, yeah, that's cool. worth every penny, man. That is sweet. Um, yeah, and if you guys have games uh have things that make games uh kind of uh you know best of the best like what what are those things in, in those games that, that 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 you would say that you would uh think would make it the best um in your opinion so leave that uh in the comments or if you're in the chat let us know we can read it off um all right i think we have some more questions here so let's give super gamer bot a nudge hey you there still Super Gamer Bot, Sulky's questions, you got that? What would be the signature dish and drink at the SGP restaurant? Hmm, <laughs> signature dish and drink at the SGP restaurant, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> now, this is a good one. I had to think about So the yeah. signature drink, if you, uh, let me stop you right now. I know what you're trying, I know what you want to say. I know you want to put Peepsy in there. If you do that, I'm closing my Discord immediately. I mean, no. Think about it. No, no, no. Think about it. Absolutely not. You know, I got it. I got it. I know what it is. Our our signature drink is the hug barrels. (gasps) Yes, it has to be the blue hug barrels. (laughs) It tastes. No, we're coming up with our own flavors. Do but we? I don't know. We, okay, we can okay. have the regular ones there, but we got to have like okay. a special okay. Super Gamer Boys. Uh, I see a special Super Gamer Boys flavor of them. Like we work with the <laughs> Hug Company to to, right. to get our own for the rest. You know, like how Taco Bell has Baja Blast Mountain Dew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that. <laughs> we have a special Hug flavor. Right. Uh, real quick, Hophead did say something that makes a game great is no handholding. Throw me in and let me figure it out. Games of the '80s and '90s did that. Now we need five plus hours of handholdy tutorials. <laughs> See, That's like, I'm fair. the opposite. I'm the opposite. If a game doesn't hold my hand and just expects me to figure things out, like, I get frustrated and I just leave. But that's because I'm a child that needs help. <laughs> I'm bad at I Self-admittedly, I'm horrible at video games. So, uh, Adrian's signature drink is sea salt ice cream flavored seltzer. Sea salt ice cream flavored what? seltzer? I don't know if I would do a seltzer. So, this is a, a Kingdom Hearts thing. You're not... Sea salt ice cream? What? You, you're not there yet. This is a Kingdom Hearts thing. That sounds terrible. Okay. Are you out of your mind? Have you had sea salt ice cream? I. You mean like, like salted caramel, like chocolate? You mean? No, like it's ice cream. It's ice cream, but it's got a, like a little. It's hard to explain, but it's good. I've had it. I don't know. So I don't know if I would have a, I don't know if I would do a seltzer. I like it think tastes like, it tastes like, like a vanilla chocolate and then they maybe do salt a on top. float. No, it's, it's mixed. It's a whole thing. Okay. 
Okay. All right. All right. It's it, so I think I would maybe do a float. I think I would do a cream soda, and then do sea salt ice cream in that. Dude, shout out to cream soda. Such an underrated soda. I feel like so many people Absolutely. just sleep on cream soda, but man, I could tear up some cream soda. It's so good. I haven't had them forever. <laughs> man, that's so good. So cream soda float with with sea salt ice cream. Yeah. That's that's what you're going with. Okay. Huh. I don't know. I need to try a sea salt. You'll ice understand cream, when you get there. You still have a bunch of Kingdom Hearts to play. All right. I have like when 20 you, Kingdom Hearts games. When you, there's going to come a point when you've. No, actually, you don't have that many. But when you get to that point and you think about sea salt ice cream, it, it's going to change the way you think about it. Just remember this conversation. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> um,. I don't know. I'm still leaning into the hugs. I think we should have our own. Uh, uh, and again, it has to be well, because I don't think there's a purple one. So obviously, we're super game boys. It has to be uh, a purple hug barrel, grape flavored with a you know, slight aluminum taste in there. Um, hug barrels. Let me see. What... <laughs> um, oh, there is already a purple. I think I, they, there is a, a, there is, a purple there, one. There is a purple, but they could rebrand it as super gamer grape. <laughs> <laughs> does that does that count is that is that allowed just to rebrand existing flavors uh, of <laughs> i guess i mean i thought we were gonna come up with our what uh no never mind i was i was thinking of something it's so stupid um okay so we have to we have to come up with something original this is hard so now we need a, a hard dish. question uh i think Some chicken wings, some buffalo chicken wings, not from Wingstop. <laughs> and that's what it's called. It's uh, it's called buffalo chicken wings, not from Wingstop. <laughs> it says wing, in, in parentheses, not from Wingstop. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, that's a callback to, uh, well, yeah, if you're not on Patreon, you could watch our Super Later Boys where we uh, discuss that. Um <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's that's what I would pick is some good old chicken wings. I'm trying and to that's... think. <laughs> this is hard. This is a really hard. What if one, we? Uh, I guess it would be more of a dessert. I was gonna say because you guys were both in the bug business, maybe we could do like those mud pies. Oh, you're the one yeah. I'm talking about. Like the, it's, it's like just a, like crushed up uh, Oreo, basically, with like gummy worms and yeah, stuff. Yeah, like in a there. pudding cup with the little yeah. Oreos on top, and then the the gummy worms out the chocolate pudding, the dirt. crushed up Oreo cookie, and then gummies. Yes, that hundred percent. Yeah, sounds like that sounds like my kind of des- <laughs> my kind of restaurant. Sit down and have a dirt pie yeah. with my purple hugs call barrel. It the bug slayer or something for JJ. Yes, it could be it could be it could be his his uh, PlayStation name, the, the Bug Slayer for God 007 X or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. This there we go. So ridiculous. We did it. So See terrible. We just needed a little time to brainstorm. There we go. So we got the not wing stop wings <laughs> in the mud pies. <laughs> oh, man. 
Uh, all right, let's uh, get to this last question here from Sir Prince Lot. Give it to me, Super Gamer Bot. What's an underrated superpower and why? Underrated superpower. Okay. Uh, mm. man, you're making me think. You're making me think on all these. This is hard. Um, sorry for those watching live on stream if my internet's getting wonky here. I don't know what's going on. I just noticed uh, things are getting laggy, so apologies. Um, just a hair. We'll make it work. Don't worry about it. Uh, you know, that's that's my big my biggest complaint. Cox Internet. They suck. Don't get Cox. If you can get anything else, get anything else. <laughs> They're the worst. They've been going out so much. My I work online. That's literally my job is all on the Internet. And it goes out constantly. Drives me crazy. It's a necessity. <sighs> um, boy, an underrated I would say superpower. I think. I think healing healing factor is undervalued because everybody wants to have these powers and they don't realize like what the cost would be to come with that. Mm -hmm. When you, when you're out like fighting crime or something like that, like most of the time you're going to be out there getting beat up. Yeah. And if you're just a regular superhero where your, your power has nothing to do with that, you're not going to be able to do it every time. Cause you're going to need to recuperate for, you know, days, weeks on end. But if you have a healing factor, you know, then Oh, uh, you know, you get beat up, you get cut up, whatever. You're back on the streets the next night, being that's able true. to go out and do your thing. So I think that's highly underrated. People don't yeah. think about the logistics of of hero work. <laughs> right, right. Um, I'm gonna say breathing underwater. Just not only is it great for those underwater missions, you know, you gotta do, you know, go down into so-and-so's lair who lives at the bottom of the ocean but if you get captured you're being tortured you're being waterboarded can't get you you're good you're fine <laughs> you'd be a great double o agent you know if you're the next james bond waterboard me all you want you can't hurt me i can breathe <laughs> um yeah well there's a I, few people that could have used that about a month ago <laughs> what's I, I don't, i'm not sure i understand the reference of that there, there were there were a few millionaires that could have used that about a month ago. Oh jeez, I totally forgot about that. Oh, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just I'm yes, throwing that exactly. out there. See? I'm dating the episode. Under underrated, for sure. They should have just been able to breathe underwater. Come on. Um, jeez. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean. There's, there's just so many superpowers. This is really hard. It would have been easier if you said, is this, <laughs> tell me, is this, that should be the new segment is where Sir Prince Law just writes in and says, is this power uh, underrated or overrated? And we just give it a thumbs up or down. It's an over under game. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to stick to it. I'm sticking to the, to the breathing underwater. <laughs> That's a good one. I mean, you think about it, like, Aquaman's pretty much the only one who can do that, right? Probably Superman. I guess Superman probably can. I don't. Really I don't know think he can. Sure. I don't think Superman can breathe underwater. I think he can probably hold his breath. Just hold his breath forever. It's <laughs> just never. He just, just doesn't need to. But breathe. even He's then, fine. I guess that's. I guess that's true. He doesn't need to breathe because he can go into space and stuff. So. Uh, I don't. I guess it depends on the iteration, though, because I. I feel like some of them have him wear a suit, and then some of them he can just go. It depends on who's writing. 
You know how they like to change character lore all the time. Right, 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 right. Um, and you don't have to have like a little gadget or gizmo. I just feel like with like Batman, it's like, all right, he could probably breathe underwater, but it's like you got to rely on this gadget. And if it breaks or you lose it, yeah, well, you're like screwed. a rebreather or something. Yeah, exactly. Where it's like, oh, I can just breathe underwater. I'm good to go. Mm-hmm. Can't lose, can't lose that unless someone <laughs> c- cuts your lungs out. I don't know. Uh, it's very violent, but. Uh, all right. Well, thank you so much for writing in those questions, folks. Uh, remember, if you want your questions read on here and want us to answer them, head over to supergamerboys.com slash discord. Join our discord server over there. Uh, it's free to join. You can hang out with us during the week, chat video games, chat movies, whatever, and uh, leave your questions there for this show and uh, for Super Later Boys. Uh, we need to stock up some questions for, for that show as well. So be sure to drop some questions over there. We'd love to discuss them. All right, it's now time for the Nerdy Nudes. It's now time for the Nerdy Nudes. Yes, perfection. Uh, All right, let me... I was off the cuff. That was good, that was good. Um, Switcheroonie, there we go. Check it out. New stories on the screen. This first new story comes to us from The Gamer written by joshua robertson actually it's not that's not the first news story this is the first news story (laughs) i i am very prepared and professional uh tyler wild over at pcgamer.com right salarian founder responds to debate over Baldur's gate 3 raising the bar for rpgs this is video games standards Uh, wait this is video games standards just die every day Baldur's gate 3 is an exceptional game this is a made-up word isn't it i don't know what what does this mean i'm searching this live on air you guys can all see it It, it's gamer (laughs) gamer slang i just googled this word grognardy apparently it's gamer slang for someone who enjoys playing older war games or role-playing games or older versions of such games when newer ones are available well you learn something new every day i have Uh, never heard that word in my life not a once never uh boulder's gate 3 is an exceptional game a grognardy a CRPG with complex and barely explained D&D rules and a massive mainstream su- success, even before its console release. With Diablo 4's always online grind providing the perfect contrast, it's come across to some as a victory over malignant modern video game trends. Where other companies built cosmetic stores and battle passes, Larian Studios has su- succeeded through good old-fashioned respect for player freedom, ambition, and quality craft work. Or so, uh, or so goes some popular posts and articles. A handful of game developers, meanwhile, have cautioned against oversimplifying the lesson, arguing that Baldur's Gate 3 is an anomaly that even big studios won't be able to replicate. Online arguing has ensued. In an interview with PC Gamer earlier this week, Larian founder Sven Vink weighed in on the debate, which he finds somewhat perplexing. It's a given that not any studio could make Baldur's Gate 3, he said, but he questions the importance of video game standards, which he says die every day, as new ideas emerge and old ones are reinvented. Backing up to the start, this conversation coalesced in a large portion around a Twitter thread by game designer and former PC contributor Salavier Nelson Jr., who sought to gently preemptively push back against players who would use their excitement for Baldur's Gate 3 to apply criticism or a raised standard to RPGs going forward. His argument was that Baldur's Gate 3 isn't a schema that any RPG developer can work to, but the product of a particular developer taking a huge risk under a particular set of circumstances. In an era, an era of mega games, Baldur's Gate 3 is one of the largest attempted, built by a specialized group of people using mature tech specially built to make 
this specific game, reinforced by invaluable mass player feedback and market validation ahead of its launch, wrote Nelson. This is not a new baseline for RPGs. This is an anomaly. Trying to do the same thing in the same way, especially without the same advantages, could kill an entire group of studios. Uh, responding to the threat, Obsidian designer Josh Sawyer agreed that the conditions under which BG3 was made are atypical, as did Diablo 4 senior designer. However, all the all the game devs are in agreement with this Zalavier. Um, there's this article is very long, so if you want the full thing, you can you can go read it. There's much more about the interview and stuff like that. But the gist of it is, people online uh, on the kind of uh, well, you mentioned Destin Laguerre over at IGN. So Destin, so like, what is he? Mm-hmm. He's not, I, I want to say influencer. He's not a, a journalist. Journalist and then like the general lay person like ourselves. Uh, editor I, for like, IGN. Yeah, yeah. so ed, so Destin, and, and who's an editor, and then like what I'm saying, like and other people like who are just not necessarily in the gaming sphere, people who are like not, not developers. Non-developers are saying, Hey, like, why, why can't all AAA games, or just all games, why can't games just come out and be working? Like, why do they come out and they need a bunch of updates? Like, Baldur's Gate three did it. This game's huge. Like, what's the deal? Like, why is EA putting out Star Wars games that are busted for like a month and vice versa, you know, on and on? Um, and then these game developers come out and saying like, well, this is different because this developer has been around for decades and they have this technology and they have this down to a science and blah, blah, blah. Like not every studio can do that. That's the argument. That's the two sides essentially. It's like one side saying this should be a new standard where games has come out working. And the other side saying that's unrealistic. What are your thoughts on this, Adrian? Because I, I assume you have some thoughts. I think I see saw you weigh in a little bit on Twitter, if I remember right. But... I can't remember yeah so i think i think the overarching thing that everybody is missing or i think the thing the the misunderstanding that has erupted from this is a lot of developers think that we're talking to the actual game developer and i don't know if that makes sense right like i'm talking about the team that is actually working on the game, that is writing the code, making the assets, do I think, and 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 that's where that video failed, in in that respect, is because it makes it seem like the gun should be pointed at the dev team when that's not the case. It should be at management and above, right? So the right. executives the the project leads uh those are the ones that steer these ships and that have to kind of corral this team and make sure that they can make the product that they've been tasked to make with right so i think that's where everything got blown out of proportion uh because of course gamers took it and misconstrued it as yeah these dev teams are just trying to take advantage of us and all this and all that and all the devs I, I just immediately got that. defensive. <laughs> right, right. So I wanted to clear that up ahead of time and say that when we are discussing this, of course, we are not talking about the actual teams who are just working on the game. That's like, I feel like that's common sense when we talk about that. I We, we yeah. have friends who are game developers 
and we understand, you know, the positions that they are in. Yeah. So with that being said, I do think that the onus is on these project managers to, I was reading an article that said um, a lot of times when games come out broken like that is because they ran out of money or they need to, and they need to sell the game to make the money to finish making the game. Um, and of course, a lot of times they can't delay it because they don't have any more money to keep making the game. Right. The thing about that is, is they can't do that because the executives want the game out at a certain amount of time because the shareholders agreed, we'll give you the money for the game as long as we get the ROI by this date. And of course, if they don't put that game out at that time, then the investors pull their money out. Now we don't get a game period. Right. Right. So the issue seems to be that the people who are managing the relationships with the investors and we're, and we're speaking at a triple A level right now, the people who are managing these relationships with these investors are not, they are not relaying the amount of time and work that AAA games take. Right. Um, and I think that these investors don't understand because they just, they think, oh, well, video games are making more money than ever. I can just put, you know, this amount of money in and then maybe in a, you know, a couple of years or so, I'll get my money back. Not realizing that this is a long-term investment or it should be a long-term investment, right? Yeah. And I don't know if these people who are talking to these investors are not relaying the importance of, hey, yeah, you could put your money in now and we can release it early and, you know, before it's done. And yeah, you'll get a return on your investment and maybe a little bit. Or if you stick it out with us for the long haul, you know, until the game is done or, um, you know, if we happen to have to come back and we can find more investors to, try, you know, to see into the vision, then the game gets better and better. It gets better reviews, which in turn gets better sales, which means more money because you stuck it out with us in the long run. That's just, you know, normally that's how investing in a product goes and it's a gamble, you know? Um, and I think it, it, it's, it's odd to me that these major studios rely so much on shareholders because I feel like they have a good amount of change themselves, right? So like an EA or an Activision or uh, a Take-Two, they, especially Take-Two, Take-Two makes billions of dollars. And I guess that shows, right? Because GTA 6 has made, it's had, a, what? Years and years and years and years and years to Forever. to to be developed, right? So when you make you know those hits, you can do that. But I don't know when when I when I think of AAA devs, my patience for the them to to say that oh we don't have enough time oh we ran out of money is kind of wild to me. Because A, like I said, the company has all that money to 
And a lot of times too, people at the top, they don't give them what they need for the project. They say, you got to do it in, you know, a fraction of whatever they were asking for, what the team was asking for. But then I think the onus is also on the, the leads of that project to say, well, we didn't get X funding. They only gave us this. I feel like a lot of times they don't want to pivot and say, well, what can we do within this sphere that we're in now? Right. Right. Let's make it work. We asked we for have. we asked for 200 million. Right. We asked for 200 million. They gave us 110. What is the best game we can make with 110? Yeah. You know, rather than saying, well, we can make them get we can make the game until we run out of money and then we'll sell it and then we'll take that money and then we can finally do the original vision. I don't know. It's it's I I, I understand it's a triple A game, but at some some point, if you're a good project, not project manager, that's like still on the team. If you're a good overall lead or if you're a good financial officer of the project, you got to go look, bro. We already don't have enough money as it is. How can we make the best game in these constraints? And I think yeah. that's a lot of that's that's a a, a a fault with these with these teams is I understand you want to make the biggest, most creative vision. You know, you want to make a mind blowing blockbustery game at, at the AAA level. I get it. I understand you want to push things forward. But at the expense of making just a at the base level, a competent product is not the way to do it. Yeah, you know, so. I, I say all that to say there are a lot of areas that the average person doesn't really take into account when it comes to having to develop a triple A game at that scale that leads us to the reason why a lot of them ship broken or they ship incomplete or they have to rely on microtransactions. It mainly stems from the top, from the executives and from the company not wanting to give them the money that they need to do the project properly um, or the shareholders wanting a return on their investment. It doesn't matter if the game is bad. I want my money back now. Right. Um, so I think while Destin's intentions were in the right place where he was trying to convey that, you know, the way that games are now the state that they come out in is not okay which is true he pointed the finger er, he people interpreted that as he was pointing the finger at the actual teams right and not the, at the people the implication who the implication yeah it was implied that it was kind of being pointed at the lower teams when in reality no one actually asked right. what he meant. Like, no one ever clarified. So it's like, who knows what he actually meant? I mean, maybe there's been an update and I missed it. But yeah, it's like people implied or inferred, I guess is correct, but inferred that they're talking about these lower, the lower dev teams and stuff. So everyone immediately went defensive. But it's like, well, like, yeah, I mean, if, from our point of view, it makes like his statements make sense when really you're pointing more up at the top leadership that's just kind of like, in it to make the money and move on and like don't really care about the product and, and the, the, right. the team and stuff like that um <clears throat> yeah i i don't know it's and, and i mean and we've discussed it here on the show and you've you've talked about it quite a bit you're pretty uh at like hardcore on twitter about it too about just like uh with with big games that spend all this crazy money and and and, and you're just like what 
Uh, you've said it, and I have the same sentiment. It's like we're, we're not necessarily asking for games to be more and more expensive, to be bigger, to be crazier, like just come out working. And so like to me, even like just the statement of like games should come out working, like that doesn't seem controversial. Like why it seems so crazy that all these dev teams are getting all defensive. It's like that doesn't seem like a controversial statement. Like games should come out working, right? right? Like and, and most of those teams agree. <laughs> they agree they should come out working. Yeah. But then they also say, and, and we would like to make them come out working. But at the same time, we ran out of money because they don't give us the money that we need. Or, um, you know, the, we had to release it now because the shareholders said release it now. Well, then it sounds like the people that are above this team, they need to we need to figure out a way for the message to get to them that, you know, that, that this is not OK. <laughs> You are making your dev team suffer and in turn getting a worse product yeah. because you need to get it out right now or this team is running out of money or maybe they cut the budget. Maybe they told them, you know, hey, you get so much for this game. And then they came back and said, uh, actually, guys, uh, we didn't um, we didn't we didn't anticipate that this would cost this much. Now we're going to take 25 uh, percent off the budget. Yeah. You know, I'm sure things like that happen all the time. But at yeah. the same time, like I also said, it's on the it's also like, on the lead of the project too to, to be, be like, hey bro, to be adaptable. Right. Yeah. We gotta figure it out. How can we make a good working game? How can we, you know, express our vision at this new level now? Yeah. Something's gotta go. How can we still make sure it's fun and works well and all that jazz, you know? So yeah. it, it, the onus is is on multiple areas. Yeah. Sorry, I cut you off. No, no, you're good. Yeah, no, I, 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 I agree. I agree with a lot of what you said there. Like, yeah, it's just it, it comes down to those top, like the top brass there at, at those game studios to to just be a little quicker on their feet and not just be so so stubborn and stuck in their way. Like, nope, this is the way we're gonna do it. Because again, like they, yeah, they force these the, the the developing teams down low to like, you know, just grunt, just keep grunting out, get it, get it. Just who cares? Push through. It's like, yeah. no, that's not how it works sometimes. Not how it works. Um, I do want to give so a quick it's a, it's shout out real quick to uh, Super Best Friends Video Games Sleepover uh, podcast here. Uh, this rated us. Thank you so much for rating. Uh, hi, welcome in. Hey. Thank you, David. Thank you, David. What's Fantastic. going on, everybody? We're just chatting about some development, uh, <sighs> some development about- issues and how game standards need to. Uh, they need to change. They need to change big time. <laughs> Despite everyone, like, even though, like, what's funny, even the founder of Larian, who made Baldur's Gate 3, he's like, ah, standards, you know, they die every day. Like, they, like his whole thing is like, yeah, standards are great, but they change like, all the time. But it's like, yeah, but this is one of those things that seems like it shouldn't change. Like, you, this they should do. be something he... Right, but, like, but there should, are some that are concrete. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, cool. Uh, well... I, I don't have much more to add to that. I think you said it very well. I don't know if I like if I said anything more, I'd just be reiterating what you've already said. But is there anything else you want to say uh, on that matter? No, I feel like I feel like there's a lot to say with that that yeah. would we could really just talk about it the whole show. Um, but I, I, at the end of the day, I just want to say I know, like I said at the top of it, I know this is not the fault of the dev teams. I understand right. that, clear as day. Yeah, I would never say that the actual dev team is the one that's trying to shortchange us because they're the ones that are actually working on the product. And who would want to release a subpar product when you have to put right. all that work into it? It makes right. no sense. 
So clearly it's not them. It's not them. Because I, I want to make sure if this is ever clipped, if this is ever clipped out. Yeah. I want that yes. out there. We're, we're, we're free, free and clear. I do want to say, yeah, like just thinking back to Redfall just a few months ago, like the dev team literally was begging for them to cancel the game. And Xbox and yeah, Zen- they, didn't want to, Zen- they didn't even want to make it. <laughs> they didn't want to make it. And ZeniMax and Xbox is like, no, you're going to do it and you're going to like it. <laughs> It's like, ooh, okay, all and right. And then they had to sit in that showcase <laughs> and lie. We can't wait to show you what's going on with Redfall. Uh, it's a it's a game we've always wanted to make. We think you're going to love it. Wild. It's like, I'd be pissed <laughs> if you made me sit up there and lie like that. Craziness. Craziness. Well, let's hope uh, Starfield isn't like that. Or... I don't know. <laughs> this is going to sound terrible. I kind of hope Starfield comes out and is a mess just so we can be justified. We still get so much hate on that stupid Xbox showcase. <laughs> I oh, I want Starfield. I, I know we, let we, that go. we, we always say let it go. we always say that we never, you know, we never want a game to fail. But this is one of those reasons I almost want it to fail just so I can go back in the comments and be like, ha, told you so. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm looking forward to it. You got to let it go, tomorrow. dude. <laughs> it's eating you up. I get it's because I get an email I every time take, someone we, I, every time we, someone comments on a on a video I get an email and it's I I can't see what the comment is but I just it tells you what the title of the video is and it's always the Xbox showcase I'm like dang it another one you know another what you one. should do you should <laughs> you should make a tweet like with a video clip of verbatim of saying like we don't want Starfield to fail we think it's gonna be a good game and then just link it to every comment just link it that way you oh, can just man. respond to it with that. Yeah, like just speak, and just type yeah. we said it right here in the video and then put yeah. the link there that's what we should do that's what we should do because then people i mean the, the, the internet doesn't care they don't care uh all right let's move on to the next story then um this next news story comes to us from the gamer i think this is right now i, I got this in the right order not this time <laughs> uh sony has delayed several first party playstation games <laughs> out of this fiscal year this comes from joshua robertson over as I mentioned, thegamer.com. Cast your minds back a few months, and you'll remember the big PlayStation showcase that was meant to amaze and delight everyone, showing us what we can expect to be playing in the near future. In actuality, this showcase was extremely disappointing for a lot of fans, lacking the massive blockbuster exclusive reveals that PlayStation usually refers uh, reserves for a show of such magnitude. Well, it turns out that uh, may that, that there may have been a reason for that. According to Sony's latest financial report, several first-party titles intended to launch within the current fiscal year were internally delayed and pushed beyond March 2024. Sony claims that the impact of changes on the launch dates of a portion of first-party titles has negatively affected its fiscal year 2023 forecast, meaning these games will now release either some point in mid to late 2024 or early 2025. Sony obviously doesn't name the games that were internally delayed, we can take a good guess based on what we're still waiting on release dates for. Stellar Blade is a promising looking title we've seen a lot of, though it may not fall under the first party label since it's only being published by Sony. There's also The Last of Us multiplayer title that was reportedly delayed earlier this year. Another game that Sony may have originally wanted to release in the next eight months. Uh, It's also possible that Sony may have wanted the, the highly rumored Twisted Metal reboot to launch close to the release of the recent show. Though the report switched the reported switch of developers from Lucid Games to Fire Sprite may have thrown those plans into disarray as well. Apart from that, your guess is as good as mine. Obviously, this is just conjecture, but these delays could possibly be the reason as to why the most recent PlayStation Showcase was full of vague CGI trailers. The games previously mentioned are only the ones that we know about or have been announced. 
and Sony could easily have been had some unannounced titles in development that it was planning to reveal and then drop within a few months. Um, and there's also reference in the next in the last paragraph here about Team Asobi not really having anything on the slate. Um, Blue Point, we don't really know what's going on. Uh, ben Studio. So there's a lot of studios that are just like kind of in limbo at the moment. Um, <clears throat> yeah, very, very interesting. Uh, I, I guess, I mean, for me, I guess what's most interesting. Did is like you just... notice somebody pointed out the other day? Oh, sorry. No, you're good. You're good. There's a little bit of a delay on our call because my Internet's wonky. Sorry. So you go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to point out. It was just a quick little fact or that that somebody said um, Sony themselves has not put out a new IP this gen yet. It's all been sequels. Or remakes. Really? That's pretty odd, right? Trying to yeah. think now. Yeah. Returnal came right. out before Housemark was bought. Really? That's surprising. That's crazy. Huh. Yeah, Returnal yeah, that's came true. out before they bought Housemark. So uh, Housemark sale. Um Wow. So what it so what is Sony doing? Like, I don't know. That's that's interesting. I didn't even. You tell me, and we'll both know, that. brother. I mean, great. Like, don't get me wrong. They've been putting out a lot of games, but you're Sorry, right. It's, go ahead. It's 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 all just been. Yeah, like, they have. It's it's been the. Yeah, like you said, remakes or previous IPs. There's nothing new, huh? I just kind of I, I. I wonder if maybe some of those could be what might be being delayed unfortunately like maybe they're you know because because sony can be very particular with their ips and the quality of their games uh i wonder Fair. if they are trying to trying to put out some new some new ips and maybe like they're just like oh nope not good enough back to the drawing board something like that i don't know and when i say new ips i mean actual new ips not the ones that are like obvious cash grabs like all those those 12 games that they're talking about putting out the 12 live service games yeah, I know people are gonna say, "Yeah, those are new IP." They are in like textbook definition, but you know what I mean—like an actual, actual game. Right. Exactly. Um, sorry, I'm. I was trying to Google real quick. I, I'm curious about the Housemark Returnal thing because I I didn't realize that. I thought that was. Let's see. That released in April 30th, 2021, and the sale happened. Yeah, it was updated. June 29th, 2021. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So you're right. So even Returnal isn't technically a PlayStation IP, um, at least as of launch. You know, now they've kind of absorbed it and it is now. Right. It is now, but it, it wasn't initially. Ah. Interesting. Right. Um, yeah. I, I, I suspect, um, like as this article mentioned at the, at the end here, it, it's, I think, Number one, it's definitely that Last of Us game. Like that game we've been waiting on for so long, it just keeps getting delayed and delayed. I wouldn't be surprised, honestly, if it even just gets canceled. Like I, I seriously think they could, or maybe not cancel I think it, it. I think maybe it's not get cancel canceled. it. But they, they've already talked about turned doing into something else. Yeah, they've already talked about doing a Last of Us Part Three. Like if maybe it just gets folded into being the multiplayer mode for Last of Us Part Three. You know, that's I could see that happening. <laughs> as well um or or yeah maybe even reskinned as something else but i don't know i could see it as getting you know all right yeah in the next last of us game well it'll be that the multiplayer mode but i don't know 
which is fine. I don't want, I don't know. I don't want another Last of Us game right now. I want them to make something different. Yeah, I know. I, I, Maybe that's just me. No, no, I'm right there with you. I, I mean, I, Naughty Dog puts out great games. Crash, Jack, and Daxter. Uh, you know, they had Uncharted and Last of Us, and like they've had, they have this long history of just great IPs. Um, that I feel like, all right, we've had two generations now, PS3 and PS4 with, um, Uncharted and Last of Us. Like, all right, let's move on to something else. Like, it's like 14 years of just like the same thing. Like, let's get, let's get something else. I would love else. for them, <laughs> I would love for them to, to do, to do a new IP and to do a lighthearted thing. I feel like that would be a challenge for them. Like, go back to like their jack and daxter days crash days kind of thing where it's a little more light i'm not saying it has to be like a mascot platformer but just something that like i don't know isn't isn't about the world ending yeah right no it's true that uncharted and last of us are so heavy and last of us is even you know with part two like even yeah leaning even harder into like that heavy emotionally heaviness it would be nice to have something that's a little more like oh this is fun you know, not so like, uh, like prove to me, Naughty Dog, that you guys are okay, that you're not sad all the time, please. <laughs> yeah, Neil, are you all right, dude? You doing okay? Right, are you guys okay over there? <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> I hope um, you guys have like an onsite therapist or something. Good grief. <laughs> oh man, um, I that is an interesting note too about the the Twisted Metal game. I forgot that there was kind of rumors of a Twisted Metal game, and that. That would have made sense for there to be a Twisted Metal game around the time of the show, or at least not at the same time, but within a few months, you know, like, oh, new show this winter, play the new Twisted mm-hmm. Metal, you know, something like that. Um, but yeah, I didn't even, I, I, I totally had forgotten about that. But um, yeah, I, if, having, I don't think uh, they were too, if they I don't had to switch developers, though, pressed about that one. Yeah, if, if they have to switch developers, like obviously, like that game's not coming for a while, so kind of like a big <laughs> I, I think that one probably got pushed back that's one of those early 2025 at the earliest probably you know <laughs> yeah I don't think they were expecting Twisted Metal to make a whole lot of money realistically because I don't remember the fan base ever really being that huge for it yeah it, it even was, with the TV show I don't think it's really gonna pop off that crazy yeah, it's it's an iconic franchise. Like people immediately recognize Sweet Tooth and the vent in the ice cream truck and stuff like that. But I think you're right. Like it wasn't necessarily like a huge fan base. It was an iconic IP that didn't necessarily have like as much people backing it as you would have thought based off of the the hype every time you saw something. It's like I think people just got hyped up because it's wrecking. I again, it's iconic, so people would see it and be like, oh my gosh! But like half of those people aren't even gonna touch the game, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah right. maybe not maybe not um i don't know i guess we'll have to wait and find out i really wish team asobi would just put out another astrobot game uh because the uh what's it called on ps5 the one that they they, they released for free with the playstation 5 like that that game was incredible astro's playroom yeah i think that's it yeah. astro's playroom that game was that so game was good. phenomenal like but apparently they don't we we don't know what's going on. They're not apparently they're not working on anything. It's so crazy. Like that's what I've I've heard people that say it, that's the rumor. 
such a good game. Like, like give me all the Astrobot. Like, I would play in ever any and every form, every genre. I don't care what it is. Like, give me freaking like I don't know. So I I, I recently been messing with uh, um, some of the emulation software on my Steam Deck recently, and I realized I I didn't realize or I didn't remember. I totally forgotten that I have like uh, Crash Bash and stuff like that on there. I'm like, dude, like imagine if they made like yeah like a fun like crash bash style game with like astrobot like those goofy little like astrobots running around and stuff and, like little mini games <laughs> and stuff like that like that'd be so much fun something like that so i don't know that's just me i i like those little guys i know some people knock it like oh they're just whatever it's a stupid little mascot i'm like ah, you know how know. you know it's how such i a know great that sony didn't care about psvr2 because there's no astrobot game that's Think true. about it. What's the the best game that people said that came out on PSVR one by far by a landslide was Rescue Mission was Astrobot Rescue Mission. Yeah. Why, if you're making a sequel to that headset with upgraded gear, would you not? Why would that not be the first game you put on your list to release with that hardware? Right. That should have been launch game or near near launch. You know, <laughs> a l- easy launch game. Yeah. Yeah, I I think who was it? Someone else. PSVR two. Someone was tweeting about it recently, and like posted a picture of it. Just like this, I record. I regret the six hundred dollars for this thing, and like it was just a picture of this uh, thing. It was Ryan McCaffrey. Ryan McCaffrey is covered in so much dust, like thick, thick dust. Dust. Oh my gosh, so horrible. Saved myself a cool six hundred on that one. Yeah, wild. That's what's so wild. It's so expensive, and there's nothing for it. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> oh man, I can't wait to see what uh, the Quest Three is going to be this fall. That's what I'm excited for. Forget PSVR two. Give me that Quest yeah, Three, yeah, baby. We only yeah, got like what, sir. another month or so before we probably hear about it. Next month or two, didn't they say like September ish? We would hear about it. Yeah, I would say September October. Yeah, can't I would wait. imagine September so they can get it out in October in time for Christmas. Mm. Yeah. All right, cool. This. Last new stories coming to us from IGN, written by Logan Plant. Red Dead Redemption fans protest release. They're calling overpriced, lacking new features. Red Dead Redemption's newly announced PlayStation and Nintendo Switch release could have been a cause for celebration among the game's dedicated community, but instead fans are up in arms over today's news. This morning, Rockstar revealed the 2010's Red Dead Redemption and its Undead Nightmare expansion are coming to PS4, and Nintendo Switch on August 17th, with physical editions to follow on October 13th. Rockstar is calling the port a conversion rather than a remaster or remake, and the company is charging $50 for this iteration of the game. Red Dead Redemption players on social media are upset about Red Dead Redemption's price, missing multiplayer, and lack of a PC release, which I think that's been updated. I feel like I saw a headline today that there is a PC release. Uh, Don't quote me on that, though. I can't remember exactly. This is an old article. Is there? I feel like I thought I saw something somewhere. Maybe you can look it up quick and confirm like on your phone real quick. But I thought I saw maybe that as of today, like maybe there was something on PC. But I digress. Uh, at this point, in this article, it it's just still says not worth 50 bucks, but OK. Yeah, it doesn't help matters that rumors for about a Red Dead Redemption remake have been flying for a few weeks following a fresh rating for the game in South Korea. Fans got their hopes up over a full blown remake with many clamoring for a version that would put the original in line with Red Dead Redemption 2 in a similar manner to how The Last of Us Part 1 is now visually similar to Part 2. 
Uh, there's a tweet from some random person on the internet. Red Dead Redemption, what we wanted. Remake, the map is in Red Dead Redemption 2 already. 60 FPS, DualSense features, only current gen versions, PS5, Xbox Series, and good PCs. The ultimate version. <laughs> what we got. A 30 FPS port, no 60 FPS, I no, re Switch no remake and remaster. PS4. Okay, so no PC. Uh, and Rockstar not caring. So, yeah, absolutely wild. Um, and again, there's more to the news article here, but I think we got the gist of it. Basically, a game is coming out uh, that is very old with no new upgrades, and they're going to be they're charging fifty dollars, which is what games were dollars that's, that's what games so back when red dead redemption first came out that's like what a brand new game cost they were i, I remember paying 50 bucks for right. a new game so basically they're charging the the original price for the game so yes it's technically cheaper than most games like nowadays games are 70 dollars when they come out but they're not doing anything like obviously there was work done to port it to those they're consoles. playing semantics but like i'm not saying there's no work done like don't get me wrong but man like it just seems so wild to me that like yeah last was part one i think they were charging only like 50 maybe 60 bucks for that game but that was like a full-blown like remaster like in the new engine new graphics new everything they're, they're last was part one. Oh no 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 buddy no 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 that was a full 70 was it okay for some reason i thought it was like 50 or 60 I didn't that was, was why everybody was so game. upset about it okay okay but still like i i honestly wanted to see to me that's uh, that that's not terrible like that, that i i'm not mad at that only because yeah like they worked kind of from the ground up with the new engine and stuff like that maybe 60 would have been bad. you can I don't know, see I don't, it i can see it but with this 50 dollars for a how old is this game this game's like 15 years old right <laughs> no all right it's not 15 360 is not 15 years old mm, okay i don't know I, I think this is absolutely wild. It's 2010, well. I think that game came out. Because I remember I was just out of, not just out of high school, but I was, it had been a, just a little bit since I was out of high school. Okay, so 13 I want to say 2010. I was two years old. I was two, or I was two years off. Two years off, sorry. Thank you. <laughs> 13 years Thank old. you. Um, I, yeah, why? Okay, here's my question to you. Why does Rockstar hate their games? They put out, <laughs> they put out the freaking uh, 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 the, the remasters of the other games and they're trash. What is it? Grand Theft Auto 3 and Vice City and all those like garbage remasters. The GTA trilogy. And then and then that this was game, disrespectful. And then this game, they're not even bothering to do any work. They're just like, ah, let's just re-release. It's already, you know, it's fine. It's just coming to PS4 and Switch. We're not even going to bother with PC. Like, you, what, what is wrong with Rockstar right now? Yeah. <laughs> Are they okay? The quick, the, the real, real answer theory, real what? quick before you answer, because this was popped in my head. They are <laughs> they are so strapped for cash. They're dumping so much money into Grand Theft Auto Six that they are just run. They're literally <laughs> dumping money into furnaces and just burning it up. And they're like, we've run out of money. We need more money. So they're just like trying to make a quick cat because Grand Theft Auto Five just isn't making enough money. You know, with their online microtransactions, just those shark cards. Not making enough. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know. So the thing about that is the rumored budget for GTA 6, they said, is about a billion dollars at this point. Right? Wow. Okay. So the problem with that theory is 
they make that game's budget back every day <laughs> or at least like at a very frequent pace so yeah. it can't be that they're burning cash right right <laughs> uh because they could have made that game multiple times over with the money with the amount of money that gta brings in um the actual real reason is they are banking on people who haven't played games in years that just started playing games again during the pandemic, you know, uh, or, you know, people who are just looking for something to play being like red dead. I remember that game from 2010. Wow. They're bringing it back out, which is the majority of people, because you got to remember that people who are into this stuff, like the level that you or I, or anybody who would be listening to this, we are we are locked in so well to us this seems like a horrible deal which it is you know uh uh joe blow who played this game hasn't hasn't played this game in 13 years and doesn't understand that you know the value of games goes down over time unless it's a nintendo game um it decreases yeah and the fact that this is the same game with i think maybe what a little bit of a tweak to the color palette and maybe. it's just the port the work of the port and it's 50 dollars. when i can go into a retro game store and get them both for what maybe maybe 20. let me see let me see how much uh, it costs on just like even like amazon because i mean you can buy these games like anywhere pretty much you probably have it on gamestop for like dirt cheap uh, and that's yeah so that's the that's the thing right and then you got to remember too that the ps4 fan or the ps4 uh, user base and the switch user base are both over 100 million so if even you know a fraction of that that those bases buy it that's what an extra couple hundred million dollars so red dead redemption game of the year on ps3 which you have to have a ps3 to play i guess um is brand new in box sealed 1797 and it's both so the game of the year is both the original game and undead nightmare so for 17 bucks you can pick up a copy and uh all you, you just gotta have a psc i think they also have the 360 version so for ps3 and 360 game of the year edition you get for under 20 dollars off amazon brand new sealed in box so there's that <laughs> there is quite literally there is for me, for people like you and I, and for people who are who like listen to stuff like game shows like we do, there is quite literally no excuse that Rockstar could give to justify the price for this game that it's at right now. Yeah. With the little level of work. If if I I and I also would not believe that it cost them that much to port it over. There's no way. There's no way. And they didn't I don't even care bother what porting house you use. It doesn't take that much. Yeah, and they didn't even bother to port it to like PS5. They're like, yeah, PS4. It's all we can handle. It's like, what? Why? Easy Why? Money. Why wouldn't you do like at least a PS? Granted, like there's a huge PS4 base out there. So I mean, all right, I get it. But I don't know. Then make it split like, the make versions like they did for for Horizon. They did it for um, what? Not, what? I was listening, listening to you. 
I was, I was saying just split the versions. Like there's a oh. PS4 version of Horizon. There's a PS4 version of God of War. Okay. There's a PS5 version of both of those. Do that. Yeah. Yeah, I I just think Rockstar just they deep down inside they actually hate video games. Um, <laughs> they, they don't actually want to make video games anymore. They're like, we're done. Get out of here. Uh, they're just trying to drive everyone away. I don't know. I can't I can't think of any rational reason for why they're they're doing these things. But there you have it. You can look forward to it. I guess they if don't hate have... video games. They like money and they don't mind taking advantage of people to get it. That's what it is. Yeah, unfortunately. Unfortunately, that's probably the case. So if you have a uh, uh, whatever, how much was it? Sixty bucks, fifty bucks, whatever. If you just have money burning a hole in your pocket, um, and you want, you know, just oh, okay. So this is one last thing before we we leave leave off here. There is a tweet that says, "In case you missed it, Red Dead Redemption runs at 4K on the Xbox Series X and at 1440p on the Xbox Series S via the the Huchi method." Mm-hmm. So like you can literally through backwards compatibility buy these games on the Xbox. That's why it's, if you notice it's only coming to PS4 and Switch. But so if you have an Xbox, you can just buy the original one for dirt cheap probably, and then just run it at 4K on your Xbox Series yeah. S and have a better experience than the crap that you're gonna get on PlayStation Switch. That's the other egregious thing. It's like Xbox already has it all figured out because they have backwards compatibility. Um, so uh, in that sense, it comes. It, it's the onus is on PlayStation Switch as well for it is not offering backwards compatibility. That that would solve the whole issue. Then Rockstar wouldn't have to do this. But here Bingo. we are. Here we are. <laughs> All right. But they saw an opening and they took it. They took it. They took it. They're like fifty bucks. Thank you very much. All right. Um, I don't have anything more to add to that other than shame on you, Rockstar. And. Come on, PlayStation. Just let me play backwards Don't compatible buy games. This. Don't buy it, please. Don't buy it. Uh, all right. Well, I believe that is it for the nerdy nudes this week. Now it is time for our Patreon ad. At Granger. We're for the ones who specialize in saving the day and for the ones who've mastered the art of keeping business moving. We offer industrial-grade supplies for every industry with same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders, all backed by real people ready to help. So you can get the right answers and products right when you need them. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is a part of the show where I tell you to go over to patreon.com slash supergamerboys and support us starting at just $1 a month. That's right, $1. You get episodes early and ad-free, such as this show. Uh, right after the show, if you're not able to watch us record live, uh, edit, I edit that MP3 and uh, ship it out to you supporters on Patreon. And I send you the link from uh, this stream VOD that will go private. Send it out to you folks. So uh, if you want to be able to rewatch the VOD or listen into the audio, uh, support us over Patreon. Sorry, just a buck a month. You get that. Um, plus our Patreon exclusive show, Super Later Boys. That's a monthly show where we chit chat about any random topic of discussion or questions you guys write in uh me adrian uh the episode that's up right now me adrian and jj sit down and chat for about 45 minutes to an hour or so and uh it's fun fun time just uh uh it's 
yeah, nice and laid back. You never know where the discussion is going to go, how it's going to end up. Uh, that's the fun of it. We don't we go in with pretty much no agenda, very little talking points. And it's just like, all right, let's just talk and see what happens. So um, if you enjoy that kind of thing, go check it out. Uh, and that'll be up each and every month for for just Patreon supporters. Uh, you can also support us at the $5 level and above, in the, or the $5 level, and you get the show notes to the, to the show that we're recording right now. That way you can see what we're going to be talking about ahead of time. And on the dock, you can even leave your own questions, comments, and concerns. So if you look at the news stories and you're like, oh, I have thoughts on that news story. I have thoughts about Baldur's Gate setting a new gaming standard. You can leave your questions or concerns or thoughts right on the show notes, and I'll read them during the show. So if you want your voice heard, uh, go ahead and support us over on uh, the $5 level. You get those show notes. 10 bucks, you can be a super gamer sponsor. You get the shout out at the top of each and every episode. And then the top dog, $15 a month Patreon producer tier. Uh, you can pitch us a segment and we'll do it here on the show. We've done, uh, well, uh, losing reviews back in the day. We reviewed bad movies. Adrian originally was a producer and uh, we did uh, Super Indie Boys. He would send us an, his little uh, Super Indie Boys segments. We play them on the show. So, yeah, if you have a thought, you're like, oh, this would be fun to have during the show. Think about sending it in. It's fun, uh, fun, fun, fun to have that input from you folks, and uh, we appreciate again all the support from the Patreon supporters to help us keep making the show awesome. That's helped support us uh, buying games, buying equipment, whatever it is we need to help keep making cool content for you folks. All right. Uh, the last thing I want to talk about here in the ad is Twitch. If you're on at Twitch.tv/slash/TheSuperGamerBoys. Uh, then you can support us for free. If you have Amazon Prime, that means you can link it to your Twitch account and use your Prime Gaming sub. Costs you zero dollars, and we get five bucks. So if you have a free Prime Gaming sub laying around, or maybe your aunt or uncle, your grandma has Amazon Prime that she's not using over on Twitch, uh, ask her for that login. Login, link those accounts, and then you get a free sub each month. And we'd appreciate it if you threw it our way. It helps support the channel, and you get some cool emotes. Uh, and uh, yeah. Like I said, like I've said before, take that money from Jeff Bezos. He doesn't need it. He has plenty of money. Take it. Take it back. You're paying him enough by uh, watching all all the Twitch ads and paying for Amazon Prime every month anyways. Might as well make it work for you. So, all right. That's it for the ad this week. Now, let's get back to the show. Alrighty, Adrian, this is the part of the show where I now ask you, what you playing? Well, like I hinted a little bit earlier, um, right now, or I said I should say recently, uh, I have played through the first two Final Fantasy games. Uh, so that's Final Fantasy 1 and Final Fantasy 2. Those were both the new uh, Pixel Master pixel remaster uh releases of the games where uh as it says in the title they've been remastered but they also come with a bunch of quality of life updates uh so you could turn random battles off if you want you can uh put boosts on so you get extra xp or extra money uh when you win battles and things like that to kind of help ease the grind that you know a lot of people are not accustomed to with games like that uh so like I said, my history with these games is I have not, uh, I had not finished them before now. I have played them, um, but I just had never gotten to the end. So it was nice to finally be able to put those under my belt. Um, 
my question, my, 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 my consensus is I appreciate them for what they are. Um, I'm, I'm trying to frame it in, in, in the lens of would I, would I tell somebody who's not familiar with Final Fantasy to start here? Most likely not. Oh, okay. um, I think if you like Final Fantasy and you are interested in the roots of it, then I would say, yeah, these are worth going back to play. Um, and that's 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 not because they're bad games. I wouldn't tell people to start with it. I think it's just because it's a lot more bare bones than modern games are today. That just has that goes with the territory. It's a lot less handholdy. Um, and it's a lot less forgiving than that's why they had to put those boosts in there to kind of make it, you know, for newer players. Okay. Um, those games don't hold your hand and you need to grind and you need to make sure that you're prepared or it's going to whoop your butt. But overall, I had a really good time with them. Um, I, I know two is not everybody's favorite uh, because it, it, it changed up the leveling system a whole lot, but I appreciate that they at least try to do something different. Uh, it's not necessarily my favorite either, but I don't think it's bad. I think it's um, overhated. I think it's just different, and I think people were expecting it to be the same Final Fantasy all the way through, but um, even some things from 2 have become standards in the franchise up until this point in time at 16. So, um, you know, each 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 iteration has added something in there that is still in the series. It's like a hallmark in the series to this day. So... Yeah, I've had a good time with them. I'm That's probably awesome. going to start three up here pretty soon. I don't know how soon. Um, I think I should probably do them in like maybe batches of two to kind of give myself a break because they are RPGs and they take yeah. a lot of hours. You don't want to burn yourself so, out too quick. Uh, yeah, exactly. What have you been so playing? That's what I've been playing. How about yourself? On, on Switch or Steam Deck or Xbox? Like where have you been playing these? Uh, on Switch because oh. that nice OLED mixed with those pixels. Hmm. Oh perfection perfection and that's the one thing i i uh i'm i'm having the most trouble with is i'm still buying like my indies i'm still buying them on my switch even though i have a steam deck just because that oled is that good dude it's it makes games like i don't know i don't know what it's what magic it works but that's where it's, I'm at with oh, it. It's glorious. The colors are fantastic. It's so crispy. Like the pixels, like it's just because I don't. It is so the OLED isn't technically. It's, it's not technically higher resolution, right? It, it, all, I don't. Know, it must be because it seems it, everything. No, just that's seems, that's the. It seems like it's like yeah, way crisper. It's just clear and yeah. It's magic. Well, you know, it, it's it's a much better panel and it's glass. That makes a big difference. That makes a huge difference. So the difference. picture is a lot clearer. Yeah, that makes a huge difference. Man. Because I go back and I look at the Steam Deck when it's trying to do like a black color and it's just really like gray. Right. And it's like, whew, brother. <laughs> Man. Not the same. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah, but, uh, what, but what have you been playing? What? what yeah. Uh, well, real quick here. Yeah, one of these days I do... I know I'm not necessarily like a huge Final Fantasy like aficionado and you even just said like you wouldn't recommend an older Final Fantasy game to someone new but I don't know they've always just been so interesting to me like one of these days I would be it would be cool to try 
maybe not playing all of them, but trying one of them, be like, all right, what is what are the old Final Final, Final Fantasies like? It'd be kind of neat to try, but I don't know. Ultimately, it scares me too because I'm like, oh, I don't want. I would like, say for you to get a good off. picture of what they were like, I would say at maybe four or five. I think would be a good place for you to start. Okay. Okay, that's good. To I know, know a lot of people will say, why didn't you say six? Six is the six is like the hallmark that a lot of people have. Like it's Eddie's favorite Final Fantasy. Um, but or it's his favorite old school Final Fantasy. I don't know about his new school one. Okay. Um, but I think four and five. So, so six has a lot of characters and it has a lot of story that you can maybe feel is a little daunting if you don't know what to expect. But I think four and five are a lot more simpler. And I don't mean that in a derogatory term. I mean, they're more like easy to follow if this is like your first time interacting with a Final Fantasy game of, of okay. the old Final Fantasy games. Right. Okay. It's good to know. Good to know. Because you can get those pixel remasters mm -hmm. as like just individual games as well, right? Like you don't have to buy like the whole package. They sell like just. Yeah, like you can buy them all the cart. So. Okay. Yeah, maybe that'd be. Yeah, you can get fun. whichever. There's one through six and you can get whichever ones you want. Sweet. Sweet. Might need to look into that down the road once I finish my plethora of other games that I have going right now. Um, so this week I have been playing <laughs> more Baldur's Gate 3, obviously. Not as much as I would have liked. Uh, I feel like with, yeah, I just haven't had a ton of game time, unfortunately. Um, but still absolutely loving it. The game is so good. I've mainly been playing on Steam Deck. Um, I really want to try it on PC. Because what's interesting is with Baldur's Gate 3, um, depending on how you're playing, it completely changes the interface and like how you interact with the world. Like when I'm on my Steam Deck, it looks completely different mm -hmm. than on my on my PC. I've booted it up on my PC before. Um, but yeah, it's wild. Like it looks completely different. And even on my PC too, what's I mean, I if I I always have my dual sense plugged into my 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 PC. Um, so like uh, I, I fired up Baldur's Gate 3 more to just see the fidelity of it because on, you know, Steam Deck, it looks mm -hmm. fine. It looks fine, but it's not great. Uh, so I just, I turned everything to max and ultra uh, on my It's computer. playable. Yeah, exactly. I turned everything to like as high as it would go on every setting. And holy crap, like it was gorgeous. And I was getting like solid 60 FPS with everything turned up to max and it was beautiful i'm like oh this is so awesome this is so great um and i happened to like i actually like bumped the controller and i noticed like the interface all looked different i'm like oh this is so weird like i don't even know if i could play on a pc because it looks so different i like actually bumped my controller hit a button on there and all of a sudden like the whole interface like instantly changed so like even on pc if you're using controller it goes to like the steam deck style like the way it looks i'm like oh that's interesting and then as soon as i like wiggled my mouse now, and it went back to the pc interface i'm like that is interesting they have like different ways of even interacting with the game depending on if you're using controller well, or mouse and keyboard which makes sense but i don't know yeah it's just uh, it's interesting like how drastic it drastically different it looks you know <laughs> my my question though is with Steam Deck, can't you just use the the mouse pad to enact the PC interface? Because it's it's supposed to act as if it were a mouse, right? Probably, but that sounds terrible. Um, honestly, what's nice is playing. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Yeah, because that's such a tiny trackpad. Like, imagine trying to, like, scroll across the screen. It'd take you 10 minutes to get your mouse from one side of the screen to the other. Where, at least, when, like, I, I, so, because it's all I know. Oh, I thought I they were supposed to be able to do the flick. Oh, maybe. I don't know. Um, I mean, I, I don't mind the controller mode at all. The controller mode is great because, basically, you just control your character as if it's a third-person game. Like, you just, the right stick moves them around. The left stick, mm -hmm. or, left stick moves, and right stick moves the camera. Like, it's just like any other, so... There's nothing wrong with one way or the other. It's just more like a, like oh man, like it's it, it would just be so different on PC. Like if I was playing with mouse and keyboard. Uh, but one thing I do want to talk about, which is amazing, uh, a new thing on my Steam Deck. I mentioned I was doing some upgrades and stuff on my Steam Deck. You know, I talked about the with the emulator and stuff like that. Um, another upgrade I made is I installed. Uh -huh. So on the Steam Deck, I think it's called Moonshine. And then on or Moonbeam, something like that. Moonbeam or Moonshine, I forget. And then on PC, it's called Sunshine. So you have these two pieces of software, and it lets you stream the game from your PC to your Steam Deck. So technically, it's already built in with Steam Link, but Steam Link, yeah. I tried it and I could not get it to work well. Like I wasn't getting good performance. Audio would be glitchy, like the the built, which is wild that the built-in Steam Link software was not working for me. But using Moon Moon, I think it's Moonbeam, Moonbeam and Sunshine, dude. Like I, so I fired uh, up Baldur's Gate three on my Steam Deck, streaming from my PC, and it looks incredible. And since I'm just using local my local network, <laughs> I'm, I'm not using the like I'm using my Wi-Fi, but I'm not using the internet. If that makes sense. I'm using my home network because I'm using my home network. It's instant. Like there's no latency. So it's perfect, like, like minimal, like it's fractions of a millisecond is what it, if there is, if there even is latency, it's very minimal. Right. Because this is using my local area network. And then, uh, yeah. And like, I can have the, all the settings cranked on my PC. And so on my Steam Deck on that little screen, it's like, this is so beautiful. Like, it looks so good. I fire up Cyberpunk. And again, <laughs> I was playing Cyberpunk full ray tracing, like what I normally do on my PC, but on the Steam Deck. And again, latency non-existent. It was glorious. So if you're looking for like a way to play beefier games, and then on your you go Steam back Deck, to the regular Steam Deck version. <laughs> oh, it's like playing like. Uh, it's like it's like what we talked about last week with the with the the Sam's Club soda. It's it's a dollar store soda. It's like what it's doing playing these games. You play like you know the full version, the dollar store version. <laughs> it's like oh man, what is the cy the cyberpunk I want? The cyberpunk That's we have at home. Back. It's like it's so bad. So uh, yeah, I'm kind of spoiled, which is unfortunate because now if I ever travel, obviously, <laughs> and I as long as I have Wi-Fi, technically I should be able to play my Steam Deck. I think from anywhere or like use use the software. But yeah, like Sam in the car or something like that or on a plane, I can't use this. So um, but it's a nice thing when I'm sitting in bed because that's where I mainly use it. You know, I'm sitting in bed and my wife's asleep next to me and like to be able to play these games off of my PC. I just leave my PC running now down in my office and man, it's 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 incredible. I love it. It's great. So I highly recommend it. Um, it's it's great software okay. and, and it works a lot better than the Steam Link, in my opinion, so far. Uh, the only other game I've been shabby. playing just to share, I have been playing other games and <clears throat> again, I mentioned I was fixing up, uh, I had downloaded Emudeck and emulation station back when I first got my steam deck. Cause I was like, everyone's like, you got to do this. If you got a steam deck, you got to put this on there. So I did it. 
but I never like tweaked with it. Didn't really use it much. I played it to, I used it to play uh, GTA Vice City when we did it for book club. Um, but I never like sat down and customized it and made it mine, you know, and made it fun and interesting and like dialed in the settings. So I've been doing that the last week and dude, I've been having so mm -hmm. much fun diving back into Pokemon Yellow on the Game Boy. <laughs> <laughs> Such oh a, man so, a wild pick i know it's a wildest out there pick but um yeah what's cool is like with retro arc and stuff you can set like overlay filters and stuff like that so it because otherwise like it plays it and it's like too pixel perfect i'm like i don't like the look of it it's too crisp and clean like i don't i don't want it crispy be, i know what you mean I, I don't want it to be in like like the clean 4k or whatever like I don't, it's not 4k but you know what i mean like high resolution so what i love is in retro arch like figuring out and they have like a thousand different options for different types of crt filters or, and like game boy filters and like every handheld you can think of there's like different versions and like i found one i'm like ah this is better this looks like you know it's like a, a game boy overlay that makes it look just <laughs> like like this that dot matrix you know it's so good so yeah, playing some Pokemon Yellow, uh, and it's been fun. Shep's been watching me, and um, and what's really nice is it has all the features of an emulator where you can, like, speed things up. So, like, when I'm leveling up my Pokemon, I can just hold down the right trigger. When you need to grind. Yeah, I can run back and forth through the grass. <laughs> I can get a battle done in, like, two seconds, find the next Pokemon in a half a second, battle in two seconds. So, like, I would, I literally went, got my Pikachu from, like, level <laughs> three to, like, level 15 in a matter of, like, two minutes. I'm like, this is the best. <laughs> so, cheating a little bit, but you whatever. You the game. <laughs> I don't have time to play the game how I, how I played it when I was a kid. When I was a kid, I had all the I time know, in the world. I, know, I had all I the time in the world when I was a boy. Now, <laughs> no time, no time. But yeah, Pokemon Yellow. It's, it's been so much freaking fun. Too much Great fun. game, man. It's I got my, my... Yeah, my cart's over there. That's awesome. Too bad you can't trade somehow through with the actual like, Game Boy hardware. Yeah, that so you can trade, but only with other people with uh, with RetroArch because RetroArch has like an on, like a Wi-Fi online uh, link link thing you can do. So if you ever, you know, if, if you had a save also on RetroArch with Pokemon Yellow on a device, then yeah, we could trade back and forth. Because yeah, that's that's the biggest thing. There's like Pokemon you can't get, you know, with in Yellow, just like like with all the versions. There's always like some Pokemon you can't get, or you yeah, to you got to get them from uh from Red and Blue. Yeah, or you have to trade them in order to evolve them and stuff like that. So I'm like bummed. And then like trade that. back because some of them evolve. Yeah. Yeah, like I'm kind of stuck, but um, either way, I'm having fun. It's, it's fun, fun. Little I mean, journey. you already had. There's no Game Shark codes for it that that are oh. in RetroArch. Oh, I'm sure there are. I well, yeah, you can do cheats. Cheats. You might have it, to do it that way. In. I haven't messed with it at all, but yeah, if there's a way to do it that way, I might might tinker with that. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you all so much for listening this week. We appreciate each and every one of you uh, who tune in live over at twitch.tv slash the Super Gamer Boys and youtube.com slash Super Gamer Boys. We stream live there. We will do dual streaming over here. So make sure to check out both places. Uh, make sure to subscribe over on YouTube. It's free to subscribe and uh, you get notifications when new videos go live. You get notifications when uh, we are live. Um, yeah, that's where kind of all of our content goes to either there or podcast services. So make sure you're subscribed on YouTube, make sure you're subscribed on podcasts and you're good to go. Um, 
if you love what we do and want to help support us, remember patreon.com slash supergamerboys. You can uh, send some money our way, support us at one of those tiers and uh, help support the show. And uh, yeah, you get episodes early and ad free as well, of our, as well as our Patreon exclusive show, Super Later Boys. SGVstore.com if you want to buy some merch. We got t-shirts, we got coffee mugs, we got hoodies, whatever, whatever you need. We got it over there. Uh, remember to rate and review us where you can. We appreciate that. Uh, shout out to Jack Sriracha and Yate for allowing us to use their music here on the show. Uh, love the tunes that we have going in the background here. Uh, and if you do too, make sure to check out those links. Find them over on Apple Music, Spotify. Uh, you can find us during the week at SuperGamerBoys.com, Twitter and Instagram at SuperGamerBoys. I am over at Twitter and Instagram at Gmorelang. Adrian, where can they find you at? You can find me any and everywhere at Homeboy. Heck yeah. Um, and I guess, oh, the last thing, supergameboys.com slash Discord. Remember, join us over there. We mentioned it earlier in the show, but join us. It's fun to chit-chat and hang out and share cool things we're playing and or we're watching, whatever. Like it, We have channels for everything. So join us over there. Uh, and we need some questions for the show and for Super Later Boys. So go check it out. Check out our Discord. And uh, with that, Adrian, do you mind uh, taking us out here? Of course I can. Folks, thank you for hanging out with us for another week of the Super Gamer Boys podcast. As always, we appreciate you just coming by, hanging out with us, and listening for a little bit. And we also appreciate if you subscribe to our YouTube channel, our Twitch, and if you follow us and subscribe to our Patreon. Or even if you don't, just hanging out is enough. All right. Until next time. We are the Super Gamer Boys. We'll catch you on the flippity flop. Peepsy at our restaurant. Absolutely not. Just Peepsy and Pepsi products. Could you imagine we we build this whole establishment just to sell Peepsy out of it? We'll be broke in a week. <laughs>